Hi guys and welcome back to the In Fact Fanatics podcast with your host Jordan Renton and we're back again yeah episode 23 I believe um, so we're back again with episode 23 and we're talking about a major European super club and that's Barcelona yeah everyone knows about Barcelona and, and what, what's happening at the moment but we're, we've brought in a, a, a proper fan to talk about it so we've got our guest Mike Martin how you doing Mike? Uh, I'm good, Jordan. Uh, I'm looking forward to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good to have you on. And we've got a regular, Ronan. How are you doing, mate, this evening? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Just uh, taking it easy. <laughs> yeah, taking it easy. Got to, got to, mate. But aye, um, Theo's not able to to join us tonight. He's a wee bit busy this week, so um, it's just going to be the three of us. So yeah, we'll dive right into it. So, Mike, come to you first. How, how did you get into Barcelona, and, and why are you a fan of of the major European super giants of Spain? So when yeah, when I was thinking about this question, I actually wondered where it did actually start. I think it, it was probably about early 90s, probably about 92, 93, mm-hmm. um, when Barcelona sort of came on my radar. Um, right. We had family that lived over there. Okay. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just the name just seemed to sort of stick with me. And then mm-hmm. I can't remember even what year it was. It might have been the year after. I kind of I remember seeing them on uh, television, and I just it was almost like love at first sight, kind of. Uh, yeah, I loved the way that they played. Mm-hmm. There was um, back in the nineties, they were quite renowned as they were nicknamed the Dream Team, mm-hmm. and uh, it, a lot of it was just the style of play that that they had, and it was something mm-hmm. that just as a football fan, I just really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've got that obviously renowned with the the Cruyff way of doing things, the way um, Johan Cruyff brought that to the club as a player and also as a manager. Um, so do you think that that kind of um, formation and, and the way they were to play in the passing, passing the ball, the, the way they play, um, do you think that rubbed off on you as a, as a football fan? Yeah, I would say so. I think um, back in the 90s, traditionally a lot of teams played 4-4-2 mm-hmm. and Barcelona, for, whatever, for what seems like forever, seemed to have played in a 4-3-3 formation. There was just something yeah. that was a bit more, I don't know, there was just a bit of a different dynamic to it that I just really enjoyed. Mm, yeah. And what are some of those players that you, you remember fondly then um, when you were growing up and, and today even, like, go, going till today? Um, what kind of players do you admire? Um, I would start with, so, as a youngster, Guardiola was, mm-hmm. he was probably my favourite player growing up. Um yeah. He was kind of like a, he was a deep, a deep line playmaker before mm-hmm. it was kind of maybe a bit more kind of famous Athlete. in regard to like the Pirlo sort of position, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So Guardiola was probably one of my favourites growing up. Mm-hmm. Figo was my absolute yeah. favourite growing up, but yeah. you know, we'll, we won't go on to talk about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll avoid that. I know, I know your distaste with obviously the way that went, and and I know that as like a football fan, you don't want to see your 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 legends and your and your legendary players go go to your rivals. You don't want to see that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I can I can appreciate your distaste towards him as a player and as a person. <laughs> um. So often, kind of maybe sort of late nineties, my sort of favourite players were even though we had a few. Brazilians that have played for us that have been absolutely world class. We've yeah. had Romario, we've had Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, but Rivaldo was probably always my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, I always knew watching him growing up, he, he seemed to just guarantee goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd all, he would always score. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been one of my favourite players yeah. for so many years. And then sort of more recent to that, probably uh, Xavi and Iniesta, mm-hmm. when they burst onto the scene, yeah. they were just, just, yeah. just a class apart really, aren't they, yeah. in terms of quality midfielders. Yeah. And my current favourite player, and he's been my favourite since he burst onto the scene really, which is, you know, Lionel Messi. Which, yeah, what, yeah. What can you say that hasn't yeah. been said? Yeah. Well, Ronan, I'll, I'll come to you. Obviously, we, we've seen, we've not seen the likes of Rivaldo. We've watched highlights, but we've not seen him, obviously, as, as Mike has uh, back in the day. But going on to the, the players they've had, obviously, of Xavi and Iniesta and, and Messi, do you think that Barcelona need to find, not maybe the quality of that now, but like the type of dedication and an attitude towards being a Barcelona player, do you think they've lost that maybe um, in recent times? Um, probably. Uh, for me, Xavi and Iniesta, as you said, they were a class above. Uh, mm-hmm. They were just unbelievable to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't think there'll ever be a partnership like that again for a long time. Mm-hmm. They two in the middle of the park with Busquets just behind them. That 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 three in the midfield was just. There's no words. Genuinely no words. But yeah, um, I think a lot of it was to do... They all came through at the same time, that sort of era. Busquets, Piquet, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it was to do with Pep. Um, and I think that's where the dedication of Xavi and Iniesta, like you're saying, with, do they need that again? I think a lot of it was down to Pep when he was in charge because he mm-hmm. brought... He, he, he was in charge of them as youngsters, and then he actually got the Barcelona job and took them yeah. to the and into the, the first team squad. So they need players like that. Obviously, I think we're going to go into the squad, but mm-hmm. um, obviously, I think one player that they have right now who is quite dedicated and a really good buy is uh, Frankie De Jong. I think he's mm-hmm. brilliant. Frankie De Jong. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think Frankie De Jong mm-hmm. comes from that crop of um, obviously coming from Ajax and and knows what it is to be dedicated to a club and, and to, obviously, is it, coming through the Ajax Academy, they'll have the same um, values that, obviously, coming from the Cruyff kind of way um, in that style, he'll have the same values going to a club like Barcelona. So I, I completely agree that I think he is going to be one of the players in, in that heart of that Barcelona team. Would you would you agree with that, Mike, then? Do you think Frankie de Jong is, is one of these key players for the future? Yeah, I would I would definitely say that. Certainly for the future ahead, you know, that he's, what is he, early 20s? He's got mm-hmm. to be in that team, hopefully, for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they've got to kind of build the at least the midfield spine around him in a similar way that they did Busquets before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of feel like he's he has had a little bit of inconsistency, but I think since the start of the new year, he's been absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, you definitely need to have a spine in your in, in your club, and I think that's with any team. If you're going to be successful, you need that. And the only problem is, do, do we think Barcelona can build around that? At, at the moment, they've got the issues with the board. Uh, the fans obviously have ousted out um, Bartomeu. Um, who who do you see coming in to fill that role then, Mike? As a as a as a Barcelona fan, who who do you think is the main contender to take the president presidential role um, at Barcelona? So there were two that I've heard that have been uh, touted for taking this position. Mm-hmm. So there's the Victor Font. Mm-hmm. He's been um, he's talked about bringing in Xavi, mm-hmm. which I don't know if we'll go into it later, but I don't think that's quite the right time to be doing that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's one of the front runners, and an interesting one in um, 
Juan Laporta. Yeah, re- the return of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was the one that ushered in Pep coming uh, becoming the coach. So again, you can't re- recreate the past, but that could be something that we could be quite interesting if they put forward a good project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think they're the main two candidates then, Font and Laporta? There's a few others mentioned. I think I looked on Goal.com. It was like Jordi Farah, um, Tony Fritchia, um, and a few others were mentioned as well as, as possible candidates. Do you think going back to the likes of Laporta might be not a mistake, but going backwards and, and, and looking to the past and former glories? Do you think that's maybe where Barcelona have gone wrong in the past with players as well? Um, obviously, links with the likes of Neymar and, and players like that. Do you think that would be a right choice to, to look to the past? It's a difficult one. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying there. It, it, sometimes going back, trying to relive old glories doesn't really work, does it? Um, yeah. But from the point of view of that he's tried and tested, he knows, he knows the club. Mm-hmm. From that point of view, I think he would be a good fit. Yeah, yeah. But it would be interesting also to hear what, Victor Font particularly would if he doesn't get if he gets brought in but he can't bring Xavi then that could be something quite interesting mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Ronan, have you got an opinion of the board? Obviously, come uh, from an outside perspective, do you think that th- that it was right to get rid of Bartomeu um, the now? But is is it just a bit rushed to maybe look for a president? Because uh, that that obviously then determines the manager, determines the recruitment. And, and obviously, they've got the issues with the financial situation at the moment and Messi's contract as well. That's a huge, huge thing um, on, on the cards as well. What do you see happening? If I'm being honest, all I see right now is one massive, huge mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I, it's just like, it's one thing after another. Um, yeah. But I think if you get the president right, then everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it, like, you've obviously got the problem with Messi. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he stays or goes, how much his contract is. All these things, I think, will, will fall into place if they get the right manager. And for mm-hmm. me, like as much as uh, Barcelona, is, is, I obviously don't follow them as much as Mike, but I, I've always loved Barcelona. I've uh, mm-hmm. always loved watching them. They're, they're a team that I've, like, I prefer them to Real Madrid and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I think if they get Font, I'm all for Font and Xavi coming mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, Xavi is... I'm sure we'll go on to speak about managers as well later on. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think he would be the perfect fit for the, for the Barcelona job. Mm. That that's quite interesting. I think well, we'll go into managers now because obviously we talked about Guardiola. He was one of the main figureheads um, at the club. Um, obviously, was came in as the youth academy manager, um, the, the obviously Barcelona B uh, squad, and then has built up and then built up to become the first team manager. In that direction, is Xavi going to be the same? It's obviously he's now spent time in Qatar um, and and built a bit of a managerial career there. But Mike, do you think he needs one more step, Xavi, before he comes into a huge job? Because we've seen with Arteta, it's it it's, it could go pear shaped. And uh, uh, and to be fair, Arteta is building it back. But again, is it a bit too much to to put on Xavi's shoulders? If I'm honest, I think it is at the moment. Um, I, I would never want to, as a fan, I would never want him to ruin his legacy. And I don't think he could ruin his legacy, as a, mm. certainly not as a player. Yeah. But I would, I just wouldn't want other fans to be getting on his back. This is a club legend. And uh, I think maybe in just another season or, yeah, you know, yeah. before he comes in. But, I mean, 
he learned from Pep when he was mm. still a player, and I think he could come in and do that sort of job, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing as well. I think we 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 remember how good Pep was, but we forget Frank Rijkaard. I don't think Frank Frank Rijkaard was a bad manager. He he built a bit of a platform. He had plan in place and it didn't go to plan with Ronaldinho and and Pep realised that he wanted to go in a different direction and I think I've been watching a bit of the is it a, is it take the ball past the ball documentary it, it was I was I was watching that a bit uh, I've not I've not completed the the series but I'll, I'll need to or the uh, the, the the film I'll need to I'll need to finish that um but yeah I was watching it and I, and you seen the way that both when Guardiola came in he knew his strategy but he also built off the fact that there was already players there. Javi was there. Iniesta was there. There was already players. They were in the main squad. They weren't just from his academy. He did obviously bring in the likes of Busquets and, and players around that and, and Messi, of course. Um, what can we say? He was the best player in, ever, probably. Um, is up there with, with the likes of Maradona and Pele. Um, but I think we forget about Rijkaard a bit, that there was a platform there for Guardiola. So I think I personally think Xavi might be a bit of a of a step um, to, to to go to him just the now. We'll go to the the current manager though, Ronald Coleman. Do we think Ronald Coleman's going to be there um, next sub next season? Um, I'll go to 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 you, Ronan, first. Um, what's your opinion on on Ronald Coleman? I think uh, personally, I think he's a good manager, but I think the Barcelona job's too big a job for him. Yeah. Um, but that the day he came in. Not to say he's a bad manager, but he had mm-hmm. things going good for him as in as the yeah. Holland. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I, I can see where he came from. He played for Barcelona. It's, a, it's, it's any manager's dream job. So you're yeah. going to take it in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's been so hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, one week he's winning 4-0. The next week he's drawing one each. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Like, he, he seems to be bringing so many Dutch players in now as well. And yeah. to be fair, brought in a couple of good players. Like I say, Frank De Jong's a great player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also uh, Dest as well, the right back. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant yeah. mm-hmm. He's a cracking player. Yes. But I just don't know. Um, he's trying to get Genie from us as well, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we'll go into that as well. But mm-hmm. um, he's just, uh, he's not done enough for me. And I think if Font comes in, he, mm, yeah. I think, whether he gets to the end of the season, I don't know. But I I think no matter who comes in, I think I don't think they'll keep Coleman. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I think Coleman I think he'll be kept to the end of the season. Um I think he'll get get to that period and, and then a decision will be made. But I think the way the Barcelona started the season, I think that says a lot, um, personally. I think they, they, they have come back and they're doing better now and, and they probably will make top four. I, I thought they could even finish outside. That was my prediction that it could happen with the likes of Sociedad, Atletico Madrid, and Real were doing well at the time, but have dropped off um, significantly. Um, but I think that, yeah, I, I personally think the end of the season Coleman will get in, and then a decision will be made once the president is sorted. Mike, I'll, I'll go to you. If if it wasn't Xavi, who else is there? Is, is there any other candidates for the managerial uh, position that you've heard? Um, I couldn't honestly say there was. Um, this is one of those ones where, even for myself, just as a fan, mm-hmm. thinking who would I, who would I like to come in and mm-hmm. really do a job. Um, I think I would like a, an ex-player. Cumin mm-hmm. is that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, 
who that would be, I honestly couldn't say. Um, mm, yeah, yeah. We've got we've got guys, players that have you know that are maybe too young at the moment or too inexperienced, um, like perhaps Chavi. He, he is working up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but guys like I'd like I'd love to see even if Kuman stayed on past this season, which I could, I can see him reaching the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Even if he stayed on for the next season with Chavi as his understudy, and then he would yeah. take the reins. Um, something we did something similar in the nineties with uh, Bobby Robson mm-hmm. when he left, and Louis Van Hal came in, and mm-hmm. there was like a period of time where he was kind of he was uh, working alongside. Them. Mm-hmm. And I'd kind of like that just to just to bridge him into the that position of manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it would probably be a best idea to bring in someone just for the temporary. I, I think my opinion is that I think Xavi is a, is got the potential to be a really good manager, but I just think it's it's a mess at the moment, and it, and you need it to get it sorted. Fair enough, if you get it sorted at the top, it could fix it could fix itself, but. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it at the moment. I don't think it's the right move for for any young manager to come into a club. Um, well, sorry, on you go, John. Sorry. No, what what were you going to say there, Ronan? I think, but uh, Barcelona made a huge mistake in getting Coleman. Like, I, like I think there would have been a lot of managers that would have been put off coming because of the state of the club at the yeah. moment. But I think they made a huge mistake in not going for Pochettino at the start of the season. Mm. He's a he was a manager, not in a job. I think he, I think Pochettino could manage anyone in the world. I think mm. he's that good. Yeah. yeah. But for me, Xavi is the one that, like, uh, he's he's already called Pep's son. Everyone calls him Pep's son. So like, he's obsessed with football, obsessed mm-hmm. with it. And yeah. it's like you'll see that from take the ball, pass the ball documentary. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's literally just a clone of Pep Guardiola, and that's mm-hmm. why I think he's the perfect guy for the job. Mm-hmm. The, the only other thing is that that I've I've always thought is that Pep never had the pro- I'll go to you Ronan uh, from an outside perspective do you think that obviously Pep came into the club and he didn't have the players he had like like when he was playing when Pep was playing there was no players there when he came in to be a manager whereas Xavi comes in now he's got Messi he's got Busquets he's got Jordi Alba he's got players he's played with is there going to be a bit of favouritism then not to then move them on when they need to be? Um, is is that going to be a problem? I don't think so because of the type of person he is. Mm. He's all he's so professional. He's mm. so for the club and nothing else. He'll do what he has to do for the club. Mm. Like, yeah. you can tell that's the type of person he is. He's so determined. And mm-hmm. these players you're mentioning, Busquets, Alba, even Messi, like these, like all these guys are. At the other side of thirty, mm-hmm. they're they're not they've not got long left. PK mm-hmm. as well, like they're hitting 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Some of them are thirty four, and mm-hmm. it's just like they all need to be like they all need to be moved on. As much as they're fantastic players, they're coming to the end of their career, and mm-hmm. you need some fresh, fresh legs in there. And they do have Barcelona do have quite a few youngsters that are mm-hmm. really good. I yeah. mean, there's a like who's the boy that. That is, I rate him so highly, but he's not even playing. Coleman doesn't like him. Is it uh, Puig? Oh, Ricky Puig. Yeah, Ricky Puig. Uh, yeah. He is an outstanding player, and he's mm-hmm. not even getting a game for Barcelona. And I'm like, why are you not playing him? Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, well, we'll go into the, the playing squad in a moment. Um, Mike, I'll come to you with one last question. If, obviously, it's no, not going to happen now, but the thoughts on Guardiola, obviously, signed that new contract at Man City. Did you think that if you, do you think he'll ever come back to Barcelona, Guardiola? Is there a, ever that going to be a possibility? I, I think there's a possibility that he could come back, but not necessarily as a manager. Mm-hmm. Maybe as someone as a technical director or mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the board. Um, yeah. position mm-hmm. um, we've seen it before with former players um, yeah. that have yeah. gone we've, we had uh, Zubi Zareta he was a sporting director yeah. we had Abidal it didn't quite work out with him mm-hmm. we had Puyol previous to that mm-hmm. um, some of these guys were legends for the club and uh, I could see Guardiola maybe coming in then I don't know when, but, you know, that was something I could see. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think that's a possibility. I, I think that would suit Guardiola because, in my opinion, once he's finished at City, I think the only options, I don't think there's anywhere in club football that he can go. Like, I could, he could go to Italy if he wants, but do you really want to go to the Serie A at the moment? I, I don't think that would be a good move, person for Guardiola. I think a move into a board director role, whether it be a technical director or a, almost like a football director, almost that kind of role, might suit him. Um, or international football, that's that's the other option, I think, for, for Guardiola in the future. That's the only two options I really see. I don't think... I think he's completed club football, uh, in my opinion, once he's finished at City, uh, once he wins the Champions League, say, for example, uh, with them. Moving on to the playing squad, though, I think the playing squad... <laughs> It is the, the the issues are we don't know obviously the financial financial situation with Barcelona. Um, are they going to have the money to spend in the summer? summer? Um, especially if if Javi comes in and he wants to bring his own players through. But looking at the current squad, Mark Andre Terstegen, I think you've got a goalkeeper there that's top class. I think Mark Andre Terstegen, if it wasn't for Dan Oblak being in the same league, I think you'd be rating him so much higher. I think many fans would, would rate him as, as one of the, the top... Well, some people do rate him as the top 10, but you, you'd probably be saying he's, he would be in the top five if if he was playing, like... I think playing in a better system with better... I think the defence at the moment are, is a problem with Barcelona. I think he's facing too far too many shots, uh, and, and that's that's a problem. So... Yeah, I think I think he's a guaranteed to be to be in your goals um, for the next couple of years. Would Would you agree with that, Mike? Do you think he's he's the man to to be to keep his number yeah. one shirt? Yeah. Absolutely, um, I totally agree with what you say. Um, I personally rate him higher than All Black, but I'm probably biased in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's definitely in that top keepers. There was a period, I think it was last year, where he was just top of his game, and mm-hmm. as you say. We do have a poor defence um, with a bit of strength in that area. You know, you've got a sound keeper behind you, which, yeah. you know, any defence needs. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Ronan, do you think that Ter Stegen needs a bit of competition in there? Um, I think I'll look at, obviously, Neto. He's an OK keeper, but is he really challenging um, Ter Stegen like he really should? or Or do you think that, Dostegan, he's never going to be replaced, so he doesn't need that competition. What's your opinion on that? No, he doesn't need replaced. He's a proven goalkeeper. In my mm-hmm. opinion, I don't understand why he's not even... Or he should be playing over Neuer for Germany as well, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he's not playing. I know Neuer's a phenomenal keeper, but mm-hmm. I still think Dostegan... Like, Neuer's past it now, in my opinion. He's still a wonderful goalkeeper, but he's just on... 
a bit older now, but yeah, Ter Stegen for me is mm-hmm. in the top three goalkeepers in the world. Yeah, yeah, I th- I I agree. I think Ter Stegen is a is a great goalkeeper. Um, I just think if if he, I think once you improve that defence, I think we'll see the best out of Stegen. I think you'll see a good chemistry between the defence and him. I, I think he's a solid keeper, and, and I think Barcelona would be dumb to, to, to sell him. But we, we've seen it in the past that they can be dumb in, in selling some of their players that they shouldn't do. Um, I think that Neto, I think he's a good keeper. and uh, Well, I think he's an okay, okay keeper. He, he did well at Valencia, um, and I think... The, the trade was weird with Valencia with Sillison. It was a, it's a weird trade, I would say. But um, mm-hmm. I think he's he's capable of, of warming the bench because that's all he's really going to do personally um, at Barcelona. The defence, left back, I think that's that's the main bit that I'm, I'm going to come to you, Mike, on. Jordi Alba, is it time to move him on? I, I really like Alba. Um, he's one of those players that he, he can go through a period where he's off form and you kind of you think... Mm-hmm we need a new left-back and then he'll go through a period of games where he, he just gets back to what he used to be mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, we don't need anyone else. Um, mm-hmm. I would certainly keep him for probably another two seasons personally um, and then work in, unfortunately, you said there about we've let some players go. I mean, thinking of defenders that we could have brought in, we could have had Cucurella. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mark Cucurella, yeah. That could have been a guy that could have come into that team mm-hmm. Um yeah. And I think there was another left back, but the name eludes me at the moment. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a few that, that that I'm thinking of. The the one that, main one is Alex Grimaldo, Alejandro Grimaldo. That's at Benfica. Um, I think he would have been the the best option. Um, and I, I and I, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll cover it in a second about um, La Masia because there's so many players that you've let go from La Masia that that really should have been kept around as squad players and, and built into the first team. There, there really is quite a few. Um, so we'll, we'll come on to that a bit later. But I think you think of Alex Grimaldo, you think of, um, I think there was a Juan Miranda. Um, he's now at, at Schalke, or was it Schalke? Um, another player that could have done a job. But obviously got Junior Firpo to give Alba um, competition. He'd done quite well at Batiste. But I just think that you're... I just, I just think it's time to move Jordi Alba on my in my opinion. I think it's time to look for a fresh approach and and give someone else a proper shot because I don't think Firpo's getting a chance really either. Um, because Alba's there and he, he's going to remain there. Ronan, what's your opinion opinion on Jordi Alba? Do you think it's time to move on? Obviously, we we're saying about older players earlier. Yeah, um, he's great. He is a great player. I still rate him even to this day. But yeah. I think they need to start looking at filling that position. And I think Junior Furpo's a good player. I think he's a really good player. Just yeah. not getting um he's just not getting into the team because Alba's there. But yeah, I'd be looking to move him on and start thinking about getting all these over thirties out of the team now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As much nominal players. But Barcelona need a total what's the word? Need a total um Revamp, yeah, refresh, revamp, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I, I personally think that moving in Jordi, Jordi Albon would be the best option for Barcelona. Um, do you think that there's anyone out there that's outstanding um, candidates? Mike, is there anyone that you would you would like to see that you can think of um, off the top of your head as a possible left back replacement? Honestly, um, I would actually like to go back in for Cucurella. It, it sounds stupid right. as anything mm-hmm. because we've sold them twice. Mm-hmm. But I would actually like to get him back. Yeah. Um, 
Is he doing well at Hitafi then? Is it Hitafi is that, isn't it? Or yeah. Yeah, Hitafi. They seem to push him further up the pitch as well. And if he came back, he would have to be a left back. But then you think how often Jordi Alba's charging up the fields, it wouldn't make much difference really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's a definite option out there. Ronan, is, is there any options that you could think uh, to replace Jordi Alba then? As a player, he's, he's I've rated him for a while, and I think he would. I think he's pretty much the same player as Jordi Alba. Uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I rate him. I think uh, Jose Gaia from Valencia. I think he's. Mm-hmm. I, I think he'd be the perfect replacement yeah. for Jordi Alba. Yeah, I think I, I agree. I don't think I, I think guy is a, a a really good shout there um, from yourself. I, I was trying to think of other players off the top of my head that that could do a job, but yeah, I think guy. I think Valencia are looking to sell players on. They're obviously in a, a financial trouble themselves, um, and I think Barcelona could get him for a pittance, really. Um, and I think that would be the best move for for someone what's like. The, what's the Dortmund left back called? I quite like him. Um, there's there's a couple. Um, so there's Schultz, but he's not playing very often. Um, Guerrero, is it? Yeah, Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah, he plays left left mid left back. Yeah, Guerrero's an, yeah. another good player. Um, so I, I, there's good options out there. That's the thing. There's fullbacks are one of these that there's quite a few good options. The only thing is you might have to pay for for their kind of services. But I think you could get, as I said, Valencia in trouble uh, looking to move on players. I think you could get Gaia. At a good price, um, and I, I think it, I think he's only twenty six still, um, so still in the prime of his career, um, so definitely a good option. Looking at centre backs, um, Longley, I think he's a good player. Um, I don't think he's the best, but I think yeah. he's definitely a good as a second defender. Um, I think you need someone alongside him. I think PK is getting older. We mentioned. I think that I'll go to you, Mike. What was your opinion on that four year deal? I think he got given a four year contract. Um, yeah. Strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, this is Piquet was one of the players that, after the terrible result against Munich, said that he would be willing to go if he was forced out. You think that was almost the, the opportunity there for the board to say to cut ties. I love Piquet, um, but that was the opportunity right there, and they didn't take it. Um, and then to, you know, there was nothing wrong with him staying on, but you know, four years. That's just, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. It really shows the ineptitude of, of people like Bartomeu that he was willing to do that. It, it, I think that that says a lot, I think, to, to his reign, that he was just that daft to do that, right? After after an 8-2 fashion off Bayern, Bayern, that was just shocking. Um, Looking at some of the other centre-backs, Umtiti, I think his career, it, it's just been injury after injury. Um, it's been a sad story for him. I think he is a good player and was a good player, but I think he needs to go back to France. I think if you can get a decent deal from Lyon, um, that would be a good job at sending him back to his old club, um, maybe getting 15, 20 million. I think that would be good money if, if Barcelona could get that. So centre-backs, they need to be bringing people in. Arujo as well, they've got another lad. They've brought in a young guy, 21. Still got a lot of potential, but yeah, he, he's good to, good enough to keep around the squad. Um, but I would be looking at two centre-backs. I think Barcelona need to be bringing in in the summer. Um, or, or, or at least one if you're keeping PK around, actually. If, if you're keeping PK around, you need at least one. Um, and one quality centre-back. Is, is there anyone standing out to you then? Uh, I'll go to yourself, Ronan. Is there anyone that stands out? Um, obviously, we've got likes of Upa Meccano and, and everyone will be after his services from Leipzig. But is there any, anyone else that stands out for you? 
I think if they want a good centre back, they're going to need to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who like, and if they're going to pay, you you pay. I don't know, like maybe someone like if they're looking for a quick solve. If they're looking for a quick solve, mm-hmm. they there's no harm. At, although he's he is only he's thirty. 31 like mm-hmm. you get a couple of seasons out of him but top class is David Alaba mm-hmm. um, yeah he's on a free agent yeah if they're wanting a quick solve you could go for him if they're looking to kind of bring in someone to kind of um, sort of be there for the coming years uh, I'd I don't know there's if you're going to pay like why not go for somebody like Kimpembe or Marquinhos or something like that from PSG I know they're they're going to cost money but if they want a top class centre back with PK getting older, they're going to need to pay, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone that stands out for yourself, Mike? Is there any centre backs that you've seen um, Ronan, in La Liga as well? Ronan touched on a few of these players. Um, Kimpembe, Marquinhos. I think they, you know, they could be they could be good stop gaps for a couple of years. You know, these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I could, even someone like Koulibaly, it might sound. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's heard the name, you know, but I think yeah. he could he could be another stopgap type player <laughs> that could come in and do a job for you know maybe two seasons or so, and then while these younger players get a bit more experience, while they've yeah. got a good like him around them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I I've always had an opinion on on Koulibaly. I've said this on a couple of podcasts that I think he's past his best. I think I think he's coming towards the not end of his career, but like I think a lot of people. When Napoli wanted 80 million, I thought that was ludicrous um, at this stage. 29 years old, I thought, I thought it was ludicrous. So I, I think you'll get stung by Napoli still. If, I think his contract is slightly, obviously it's winding down, but I think you might get stung still by them. I think they're that type of club that will do that. Um, and I think to Barcelona, I think they'd be more than happy to do that. At centre-back, I've got a couple of opinions. I've, I've mentioned before that I like uh, Yerai from, from Bilbao. I think that he's a really solid centre-back, someone that Barcelona go for players, like, and I like throwing and shout at Gaia, they go for players in La Liga, they take from their, their, their rivals within the league. Diego Carlos from Sevilla, I think he would be a really good option, 27 yeah. years old, I've mentioned before, I think he would be a solid replacement. If you're looking outside La Liga though, there's a couple of options, I think. At the moment, I look at Man City, and I see likes of Stones not getting more game time. I see Diaz coming in. So Laporte, is Laporte a chance? Like, I, I think if you go to Man City and say you'll be our regular centre-back and you'll be our number one centre-back alongside uh, Clement Longley, and they've got a French connection there as well, I think, yeah, it would, be, it would be a worthwhile gamble and seeing what Man City thought of that. Because if they're willing to play Stones um, and Diaz and Fernandinho sometimes at centre-back over, over a minute Laporte, um, I think... Yeah, why not go and chance your luck? So it, definitely some good options there. I think David Alaba, um, he would be the best stopgap in terms of you. Obviously, he's a, on a free contract. If you can get him, Champions League winner, I definitely think that's a, a good shout as well. Um, so yeah, so, some some good options out there. Looking at right back, I don't think you need too much at right back. I think Dest is is a quality right back coming through. You've also got a lad out on loan at Real Betis, um, Emerson, the Brazilian right back. He's still part of Barcelona's. Um, He's obviously on loan, so he's still part of your squad, technically. Um, so I think if you can bring him in and, and as backup, um, I think that would be good. Sergio Roberto, I think, personally, I think it would be worthwhile moving Roberto on. Um, my opinion is that he's a very he's good because he can play a number of positions, and, and that's always a good thing to have. But 
do you think that there's space for him in this squad? Uh, Mike, would you, would you say there's space for, for a player like Sergio Roberto? I'd love to say yes, because I've got this emotional connection with Roberto in, in that he's, you know, he's got that goal against PSG. Yeah. Um, he, he first came through under Pep. You know, <laughs> it's hard to believe that was 10 years ago now when he first started making his um, making his debut, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I like it because he's been there his whole career. Mm. Um, so it, it's always difficult to say goodbye to these sort of players. But, you know, this is the, as you say, it's a difficult one because is he going to get into that midfield? Mm-hmm. We found out this year we got rid of some of the older players eventually mm-hmm. and he still wasn't a regular in the midfield. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of 50 on that one, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, would, I would have to say that that is... It's a 50-50 shout between um, Roberto, but I think if you can... This is the thing, and and, and we talk about the money situation, and, and if you need to make funds, I think you can get decent money for Sergio Roberto. I think Barcelona can ask for decent money from clubs, and I think clubs will be interested, more than happy to take someone like Sergio Roberto. He can play a number of positions. Um, would you say that would be the case, Ronan? Do you think that um, Roberto, if he was to move on, it wouldn't be the biggest loss to Barcelona? I would have, uh, yeah, like R- Roberto mostly plays right back if he's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a mistake of Barcelona letting go Semedo. I'd have got rid of Roberto before Semedo. Because mm. uh, I think if you've got Semedo mm. and Des, that's two really good right backs in my yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I like, yeah, I think he can get decent money. I mean, look how much they got for Semedo. They got about 30 million. Yeah. So you that for Roberto easy. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I, I think selling Semedo wasn't a bad idea because you're bringing in Dest, you're bringing in the young right back to give him more game time and, and give him that lead role. Um, I think Semedo wouldn't have been happy with a second choice role. And I think Wolves give, gave Barcelona a really good deal. But I do agree that they could get good money for, for Roberto as well. So I definitely think it's worth uh, him moving on and, and Barcelona looking for, for decent money for, from there. Um, looking at the rest of the team um, into the midfield, Sergio Busquets, we all know that he's not getting the game time now, and I think it is time to move on. Mike, would you have to agree with that? Do you think it's time for, for Busquets now to move on as well? This is another one that's very similar to uh, Roberto, been there since you know 2008 when he yeah. got his first team debut. Um, I think now I'm starting to notice that he's he has he has good games, but it's kind of getting more often than not that he's not quite mm-hmm. where he was at, you know, three, four years ago. A liability sometimes, possibly. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I've always appreciated about uh, Busquets is, is his football and brain. He's not particularly the the fastest, or as as we know. But mm-hmm. he has a... He can play in almost like Guardiola did. Mm-hmm. He, he's almost, he can play almost as a deep-lying playmaker. It might yeah. sound... Might say it, but, um, yeah, it might be time for him to make way and preferably for someone younger or De Jong sitting in that position. Yeah, I, I personally think bringing in someone else would be good as, um, to replace him because I think De Jong plays better as the box-to-box player, the player that can drive forward, kind of take the ball from the defence into the attack. And I think he's he's a good transition player. I think you need someone, though, that can sit there. Um, I, I think we, we talk, we're, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit later, um, about La Masia. Thiago, I think he would have just been 
like I don't know why you ever sold Thiago. I think that was the the biggest mistake um, from Barcelona. I think he was, and I'll, I'll go to Ronan Thiago for Liverpool. Obviously, we've not seen. Obviously, he's hit, had injuries at the moment. But do you think if Barcelona should never have sold him because I think he could have been a one club man really? Huge mistake. I mean, he's one of the best midfielders in the world. The, the only reason he probably left Barcelona was because Pep took him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, like, oh, that was, I think even Barcelona players say that to this day, that that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. I've heard Barcelona players say it, that yeah. it was a mistake letting Thiago go. So mm-hmm. yeah, he would have been a player that was going to be there. But again, when you're when you're trying to break through a squad at that period, when you've got Xavi and Iniesta and Busquets in the midfield, you're, you're not going to get a chance, are you? Mm-hmm. So it was always going to be difficult, but at the same time, oh, what a yeah, it's it, it was a diff, it's a difficult one. They probably thought, right, we'll just try and get our money's worth because mm-hmm. he's not going to get in the squad. But yeah. at the same time, he's developed into one of the best. He was always going to be one of the best midfielders in the world, Thiago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so can we think of anyone to replace Sergio Busquets if he was to move on? I, I've got a couple of suggestions. I quite like Marseille's Bubaco Camara. Um, I've mentioned on a number of podcasts that I really rate him. He's transitioned from a centre-back to a defensive midfielder as well. French, young lad, 22, I think, now. Um, so I think you could get him. Um, I think it would cost Barcelona maybe around about 40 to 50 um, million for, for his services um, because Marseille's doing really well now. They've rebuilt their club. Um, but I think they'd be willing to sell at, at around that price. I think that would be a really good deal. Um, so got to say that he's he's would be one of my number one choices for, for a team of Barcelona's quality. It gives them also that option of transition from a centre-back. You can put him at centre-back if you need to uh, in case of injuries in the future, but can also play him at defensive midfield. Um, is there any suggestions you would have to give, Mike? Is there anyone that stands out to you? Um, maybe for... A, a player to obviously we, we know Busquets was a quality player back in the day so we're never going to get that quality maybe at the moment but is there anyone that maybe can fill in um, in the in the meantime I find that a really difficult question because it, for so long he's just been the fulcrum of that team so it's kind of like yeah for me actually thinking of different players that could take that position and, and just know it inside out the way that he did mm-hmm. Uh I, I genuinely can't think of anyone. I'm not saying that there isn't end players out there because certainly there is. Yeah. Uh, we've got Pjanic in at the moment. I know we haven't touched him yet, and I yeah. kind of think he's like he's such a. Arthur would have been a great player mm-hmm. for that yeah. position, but mm-hmm. that that ship has sailed. Unfortunately, um, I think yeah. he would have sat in there brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you think that was a mistake then, Ronan? Um, Pjanic for Arthur and and. Can Pjanic do a job in the meantime as well? Or should they be looking elsewhere at Barcelona? Oh, it was just uh, such a... I, just, I think uh, Barcelona got the worst end of that deal. I don't know why they let go of Arthur. I think he's a brilliant player. And he's not... He's he's struggling to get into the Juventus squad. But, like, yeah, Pjanic is kind of... Not past it. He's a very good player. But he's hit... What is he? He's hitting 30, 31 as well. And I'm not saying you can't play at that age, but you're only going to get another couple of seasons out of them. Um, I think Arthur is a great player. I think that was a big mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if uh, if Barcelona want to do a deal like that and they want to let Arthur go, I think they should have been looking for someone like Bentancur um, compared to, to Pjanic. I think going for a player at 29 as well, 
is is a big mistake going for an older player to replace another older player. So Bentoncourt would be another good option. Uh, Ronan, have you got any other suggestions? For me, a perfect replacement for Sergio Busquets is uh, Eduardo Camavinga. Mm, Camavinga, uh, yeah. yeah. Going to cost money. Again, he's going to cost money, but mm-hmm. very similar type of player to Busquets. Mm-hmm. Uh, closes yeah. down play, good breaks up play really well, but also a, he can make a pass and he can... Mm-hmm. So I think he's perfect to sit in front of that defence. Mm-hmm. Well, he's linked with your rivals as well, Mike. He's been linked with Real Madrid quite a lot. Zidane's been highly fond of him as a, as a young Frenchman. Do you think he would be a really good shout, for, like Ronan said, Camavinga, um, another another top-class player coming out of Rennes? Yeah, I think a player with, as Ronan points out, a player there that's got the football and ability to make those forward passes and to do the defensive work that Busquets does. Mm-hmm. Such an important position for the team. Yeah, I think he could do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, I think that's a really good shout, um, Ronan. Um, other suggestions, obviously, I've mentioned Benton Coeur and, and Camara as well. I think, yeah, either one of those three would be great options for, for a team of Barcelona. I think they're three great options um, for Barcelona to look at. De Jong, as we mentioned, he's going to be there. I think De Jong is a, is a, is a great player um, and is going to be there for years to come. And nothing else to really say about it, what a player he is. Um, looking at some of the other players, though, that maybe there's one player that's coming this season. We'll, we'll talk about Ricky Puj in a second because I do think he deserves game time. But looking at the other player um, that's done really well is Pedri, um, coming from Las Palmas. He's a really talented player, this guy. And and Mike, you've watched him come through this season. Do you think he's he's the next big thing because he's scoring goals, assisting goals, a really classy attacking midfielder and has got a lot of potential? Yeah, he seems to be really making a, a good partnership with Messi this season mm-hmm. and they started really sort of clicking just recently. Yeah. Um, and I think in a different way to Roberto, he can play in lots of positions across the front, across midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't want to say the next Iniesta because, you know, that's almost impossible, but <laughs> he's got the potential to play in that style. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he grew up supporting Barcelona and a total snip for about, I think it was five million four, or so. Four, 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 four and a half, I think. I remember checking the last time I checked. It was a, it was a great piece of business. Yeah, yeah, definitely a good good piece of business. The other players, obviously, Ricky Puj. Um, Ronan mentioned him earlier, a, a, a good young player coming through your academy. Do you think he needs some more game time, Mike? What, what's your opinion? Do you think that he's getting enough game time, really? Because, again, is he another one of these things where another La Masia graduate disappears. I certainly hope not. There's been quite a bit of talk about him recently. I think it was just at the weekend he came on for the last 18 minutes, which is the longest amount of time he's had on the pitch this season. Oh uh, he's had a few, which isn't a much, is it? No. Um, but hopefully, when he has, when he's played small parts, he's, he has impressed. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's another one that, you know, he can take that sort of Iniesta type position as well mm-hmm. um, I think he's a cracking wee player we've we've got a few from La, La Masia that are coming through at the moment mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll touch on him we've got Alenia yeah I, I was going to mention Alenia he's been on, on loan quite a lot um, do you think that he, he he's a, I think personally he's one that you can let go I think he's one of those that I don't know if he is quite good enough I think with the likes of Puj and with uh, Pedri now, I think if you've got them two, I think it's good to have these two coming through. Um, so I think Alenia might be a bit, having too many options might be 
it might restrict you from then going for these other players. And I think if you can get even 10 million for Alenia, um around about that, that transfer, I think it's probably worth taking. Ronan, what's your opinion on Carlos Alenia then? Oh, yeah, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he needs to start breaking into the team as well. That's what I'm saying. You need to get all these, you need like start next season. You need to not like you, we, they need to get rid of these these players that have kind of they're kind of holding on to them from the pep years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the granddads, get, <laughs> the granddads now in football. Get all these these young players in and just go for it because I think we've got enough quality and enough enough good players there with a few signings. Mm-hmm. I think and they can be a dominant team again Barcelona yeah, yeah. I, I just think he's going to be the one that misses out sadly I, I, and I think Barcelona the board might take that gamble if they get um, at least 10 to 15 million I think if they get that money I think they will do that Um, I just think it, it's all about money really that's the thing it's uh, not the case Jordan but I kind of tend to agree with you um, yeah. I really hope it's not the case I think he's a quality midfielder mm-hmm. And as Ronan pointed out there, we've had players that we kept for way too long. We had Rafinha. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kept him far too long. He, he was okay, but he was never going to break. He took game time away from Alenia. We've had Rakitic, who's mm-hmm. was a great servant. But the last couple of years, you know, his output wasn't particularly as great as what it was in his first two, three seasons. And I think they, these type of players kind of stole time away from yeah, guys like Elena that should have been straight into that team. Yeah, yeah, I think that 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 probably is the case that they did steal time. And the next guy, I'll go into one of your rec- one of your record signings. Probably, I don't think he is your record signing. I don't know. Um, is Philip Coutinho? And I'll go to Ronan because obviously Ronan, you obviously your English team's Liverpool. Um, do you think that with the likes of um Coutinho, uh, do you think that we're gonna see? the best of him at Barcelona or do you think that maybe it's as you were saying to get rid of the older guys but he's obviously still a young player he's only 28 he's still got a number of years ahead of him but do you think if they could get some money for Coutinho it would be worth moving him on? Um, I still think he's got a bit a part to play at Barcelona with the right mm-hmm. manager mm-hmm. Um, you've seen what he was capable of at Liverpool mm-hmm. I just don't think I just think he's had a hard time at Barcelona even when he was at Bayern Munich he, he was doing well Mm-hmm. So yeah. I just think I think there's a the the, the player's still there. He just needs a, a good run in the team and the right manager uh, again because mm-hmm. he's still got a, what is he is he, he twenty eight maybe uh, he's twenty eight yes twenty eight but he's still got five six years in him but mm-hmm. I still think Barcelona could get three four years out of him but he needs the right coach to come in. I think Xavi's again like I know we're going back to managers mm-hmm. but I think Xavi would be the perfect coach for him to. Mm, right, I, that's an interesting shout. Yeah, I I think it's tough to say because I think that we're talking about young players coming through. But does young does young players like Alenia, Pedri, um, obviously Ricky Puj as well get the game time if Coutinho's there? Mike, what would you say to that? Do you think that they get the chance if if Coutinho's still around? I don't think they do. Um, mm. which for me, I I would I would offload them if possible. Mm-hmm. Not. Not because I do agree with Ronan. I think with a good manager, he could actually, you know, he could turn it on. Mm-hmm. We see, we've seen how good he was at Liverpool. He, he has proved himself before at a fast-paced league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think he takes away too much time for 
guys like Puig, Alenia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. for me, I want to see these young guys breaking into that team and really making a name for themselves. Yeah. I think that that, that is probably going to be the case. I think that I think it depends it depends what price you get for Coutinho because if another club can come after them for 60 70 million let's say because you're not going to get 120 140 whatever you paid for them in the end you're not going to get that price I think fans would need to accept that but I think if you were to get 70 million I think yeah it might be worth looking at as an option to to maybe then have these young guys get in the game time but as Ronan said, he is a quality player, so maybe under a manager it might be worth a shout. So it's it's up to the board again. Um, and I think that they need to make a calculated decision, um, both financially and on these young players coming through. Looking at the attackers, um, you've got one wonder kid, and we'll, we'll go to him straight away, Ansu Fati. Um, what a player he's turning out to be. Um, are you excited for the future with him in the attack on the left wing, Mike? Definitely. Um yeah, he's he really grabbed his chance. He, he made his debut. Was it? It's hard to believe when it was. Now it was was it a year and a bit back now. Yeah, it was, I, I don't I don't remember, but I think it was around about about a year and a bit. He's so young. He, he seems to have been around for quite a, a wee while now. Isn't yeah, because he? he's eighteen. Yeah, he's only eighteen now. So I think it must be um, just turned seventeen. I think. But just from that debut match uh, against Betis, I think it was, and he came on, and you could just see this is a guy that had no has no fear. Mm-hmm. And and this these are these are the sort of uh, attackers that Barca have always you know wanted to have playing for them. Mm-hmm. The, these are the type of players that get the crowds excited, mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's just perfect in Barca for Barca these type these sort of players. Yeah, yeah, definitely. W- would you say that he's the next man to take on the proper mantle of the f- forwards? Then, Ron, um, he's one of these front three players that are going to be there for for the long term. I'll sum up Ansu Fati. Uh, in one sentence um, you'll never obviously be able to replace Messi but he's going to be the best you're going to get to replace Messi if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh, he's the, the next best um, yeah. he's what he, like you say it's the perfect player that Barcelona fans love like Mike was saying like, mm-hmm. he's a player that's going to get the fans off their seats yeah. he's, he's so exciting Mm-hmm. And being so young, he's going to be there. I can't see him leaving Barcelona either. I know it's he's only young and he's got a full career ahead of him and he could leave if things turn. But if things go right for him, I can see him staying there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that if things go right and they get the board situation sorted, I think that, yeah, he, he's one to to take them into the next stage Um, for the next 10 years. um, he's He's, he's going to be... Yeah, he's going to be a cracking player for the future. Um, looking at the other players in attack, we'll, we'll, we'll cover the, the man that is Messi the last. I think that's that's the best way to do it because he's he's going to be a, a nice talking point. Um, but looking at the other players that you brought in um, in the past, I think, well, in the summer, Trincao, I think Trincao, um, me and Theo have mentioned it before, he's a top player coming in from Braga. I think he's a player that you need to give more game time to um, and more responsibility to in the next year or so um, because you don't want to lose him. You really don't. And I think it was a shame when... I'll go to you, Mike. When I remember talking to Theo earlier um, or, or on an earlier podcast. He was saying when Trincao came in for his first interview, the whole talking point was Messi leaving um, when that contract came up. Do you think that's a sad thing to to, to have that, that a, a man coming in, a, a young guy coming in to a club like Barcelona and that's that's the talking point 
Yeah, that's uh, un- very unfortunate for him because we'd signed him in the January, and mm. to think that we had to wait was six, seven months before he actually got that press conference, and then <laughs> all that kind of talk was sort of the focus was certainly not on him. Particularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I totally agree with what you say. He's, he needs more game time. Mm-hmm. I think the more game time he gets, the more consistent he's going to get. And just from some of the stuff I've seen of him, I think he's he's one for the future, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's only got he's got 15 matches, but again, I don't think his minutes add up, which is the, the, the only problem. I think he is, at the moment, a bench player. And it's sad because he had a great, um, obviously, start to his career at Braga and really built a reputation for himself. So I think hopefully, hopefully he can find his feet at Barcelona and become a regular because I think he's he's a top player. Looking at the other players, though, um, and two players that I'll come to you in particular about, um, Usman Dembele. I think it's, yeah, you just need to cut your losses with him. Um, personally, I think I, I love Dembele at Dortmund. I thought Dembele was a top player and, and, and he's still got the potential to be a top player. But I just don't see that at Barcelona. Um, Ronan, would you, would you agree with that? Do you think that Dembele's time is up at Barcelona? I think all the Spanish hospitals will be sick of seeing him. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, he's a uh, his tight. In my opinion, his time's up. He needs to move. It, but I don't know. I think the teams would be in for him, but his at his attitude's questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he seems to. You seen what he was like at Dortmund? He took the huff because he couldn't he did. Yeah. Move and he's never ever lived up to that price tag that mm-hmm. they paid for him and. I think he's a good player. He's just he's he's like a, a lot of French players are the same. They're so hot and cold. One week they're outstanding, the next week he just reminds me. If, if I'm being honest, Osman Dembele just completely reminds me of Antonio Martial. They just the exact same player. One week you have like two good games a whole season, really, mm-hmm. and that's it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I, I think as you mentioned, the burn bridges at Dortmund, and I think. Do you know if if Sancho moves in the summer and he didn't do that, I could have seen Dortmund go back in for someone like Dembele. But now that he's burnt the bridges with Zork and and, and the hierarchy um, there, I just don't see it now, and it's a sad sad reality. Um, so so would you move on on then, Mike? Do you think it's it's time up now? Um, for because um, like like everyone was saying there, he's when he's on it, he's he's amazing. Mm-hmm. But when he's not, then you just don't even know he's there. Or yeah, and it's it is so hot and cold. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's whether that the money that we outlaid from does it does it equate to what we've actually got in terms of goals and and it doesn't really, does it? No, no, definitely not. The French thing, I'm telling you, it's a French thing. It's a all French French, thing. All French, and I, I swear, like I'm no targeting them but there's something about French players it's it's up to them whether they want to play or not it's up mm-hmm. to them whether they want to turn up or not it's just it's the same way everyone even I know you're going to go and talk about Griezmann as well but like yeah. they're all the same They it's like the one week they want to play the next week they can't be bothered yeah yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's a harsh reality that there's some that some that do that I think there's for example, you could see if Mbappe doesn't get a move from PSG in the future, I could see him doing that going in the half. I, I could easily see that happen. Um, but I think looking at the players, obviously, we'll go into Griezmann now. Um, I think, yeah, I think Dembele is one to move on. I think Griezmann is one to keep around. 
I just think he needs someone else in central striker role. I think he can still offer something, especially if Messi does move on. Um, I think Griezmann has still got a purpose at the club. Um, I just think he needs to find his, his form again. Would, would you agree with that, Mike? Do you think that Griezmann yeah. can stay? I think he can at least stay for another year or two. Um, I'm not sure how long his contract is. I think it was four years. I could be wrong. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, he's. I think... Like Coutinho, with Barca kind of like they've went in there and they've bought a, play, a big name player, but they've not sort of really considered mm-hmm. whether they're going to fit him into this team. Is he going to be a left winger? Is he going to be a right winger? Is he going to just be the number nine? Mm-hmm. We've kind of we've made it, the decisions the wrong way round, really, and yeah. uh, it's not it's not helped him. Yeah. But ironically enough, someone like someone who I think needs to leave but has actually helped him is Braithwaite when he's been in the team which is, as you said there, having somebody else for him to yeah. run off and give him space. That's the type of striker that he needs, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, the, the only problem is I just don't think that Barcelona play that way. Obviously, they play the free. They don't play with another striker up there. And, and to play yeah. off, you need, you need another man up there. So I don't see Barcelona changing that. I think Griezmann, if he's going to play anywhere, he's going to play centre-forward. I don't think you can play him on the wing. I think centre-forward is his best position. As a young kid coming at Saucy Daddy, was a left-winger, but he is a centre-forward. and he, That's where you saw his best um, at Atletico Madrid. Um, so I think they, Barcelona need to find out. I think it all depends on what's happening with Messi, but he's got to play centre-forward if he's playing with Barcelona. Would you agree with that, Ronan, that the best position for Antoine Griezmann is centre-forward? Definitely. Um, he's not got the pace to play out in the wing. Mm. He's He's a very, yeah, like you're saying, like he likes to be that player. He likes to have that player playing off him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I rate Griezmann. I always, always liked Griezmann, but mm-hmm. the whole time he's like up until recently, the whole time he's been playing at Barcelona, he was playing in the left, and it just doesn't suit him. Yeah, um, I just think he's not had the best start to his Barcelona career because he's been played out of position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think he's a forward, definitely. plays up front for France as well, doesn't he? So. Um, yeah, I think he plays... Giroud. Yeah, he plays, he plays with Giroud, doesn't he? He plays off, he plays off Giroud. Giroud, yeah. And then Mbappe kind of plays as well. Like, so I don't know where... where the French, the, the problem with the France national team is that they play in such a... Unique way. A unique way that they, I don't think any club can really replicate. Um, and, and I think that's the thing, is that... You can't copy France, um, and, and and I think you know what the problem is with Griezmann, right? And I, like, I think honestly, I think the problem's Messi, and I don't mean that that Messi is should be out the team. Messi's the best player in the world, but mm-hmm. he's too similar to Messi. Uh, Griezmann needs what Griezmann's role is. Messi's role, as much as Messi plays is is on paper on right wing, Messi is free to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. And that's what Griezmann's is best at, just floating about and mm-hmm. just taking the ball and making the pass or getting into position. So mm-hmm. you can't have two players in the park doing that. Yeah. So that's why I think Griezmann's not really got that got going yet. If mm-hmm. Messi moves on, if he does, I think Griezmann will take that kind of role of like being that player to just kind of mm-hmm. float about and take the ball and things like that because yeah. that's what he's best at. Yeah, take the yeah. ball, pass the ball, as, as the documentary stated. <laughs> I think Griezmann could do that, maybe. Um, before we cover the main man in Messi, um, we'll talk about one more player, and that's Martin Braithwaite, Middlesbrough's finest player. Um, I don't think I don't think Barcelona should uh, have signed him in the first place. I think they were desperate um, from Leganes. They've just got to sell him, and I think they can get... 
whether they get their money back, I think they could do, but they're not going to get much more than that. So I think it's time to move Martin Braithwaite on. He scored a couple of goals for Barcelona, which is good. Um, but yeah, time to move on. Would, would you agree with that, Mike? Time to move on, yeah. Martin Braithwaite? Um, he's done a, a reasonable job, but he's not he's not set the world alight, and he, he isn't Barca's quality. You know, we've gone from having Luis Suarez, one of the best number nines in the world, mm-hmm. to Martin Braithwaite. It's <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah, definitely, definitely the case. Um, uh, last question, Ronan. Luis Suarez, was that a mistake to sell him in the summer? That's a hard question. Yeah. Pro- um, yes and no. That's yeah. how I would say it. It was like, mm-hmm. it'd be time to move him on, cause he, but at the same time, he scored so many goals for Barcelona and done so much for them that I don't think he deserved to just be thrown out of the club like that. Um, but at the same time, he's getting older and you needed someone else to come in. If I was Barcelona, I'd be patient with my striker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just wait to January next year and just get straight in there for that 75 million for Haaland. That's what I'd be doing. Right. Mm, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go into, we'll go into Messi first before we, we go into players that should sign because I think they do need someone in the striker role or, or, or the wingers as well. I think they could do with probably... I would say a left winger. Um, I think if they've got the right... Well, I know, a right winger, sorry. Um, they've got Fatty on the left, so I think they need someone maybe off the right. Um, but we'll cover Messi first. Mike, have you accepted that Messi is probably going to be leaving in the summer? Uh, I can't accept that, Jordan. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> it's, it's, I've seen this kid come through the team right from the beginning. It's kind of like, yeah. I just I can't envision Barca with... Without them, yeah. Yeah, without Messi, it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's hard to say, but I just think, no, I I, I love Lionel Messi, but or Lionel Messi, however you say his name, but that's the thing, I love Messi, but I just think, I don't know, I, I just think he's going to leave. I, I think he's going to leave. I, I don't think there's anything that's going to convince him. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I, Ronan, you, you, what, what, were you, what were you saying there, Mike? Sorry. I was going to say there was something else that Ronan had pointed on regarding um, Griezmann saying that maybe it's been a good for, thing for him and a bad thing with Messi being there. And mm-hmm. I think it's the same with the rest of the team. It's kind of like they all say he's the best in the world, which, you know, he probably is. Yeah. But it's almost like freeing up the rest of the team to not actually perform as, as well because they know they've got him to rely on. Mm-hmm. So, if they did get rid of him, then it means that these players have yeah. to step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does, it does mean that, but it means then you've not then. It's not then. I don't know. It's just the thing of of. I think it puts a, it lifts a weight off the expect. Yeah. The, the, there's expectations there, but it lifts a weight off them, uh, in my opinion. Um, Ronan, you, you disagreed with Messi leaving, uh, and. Do you not see it happening? Do you think he's going to be there? Yeah, I don't think he's going to go. Um, no. But I, 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 he's definitely not going to go if Xavi comes in as manager. No way. He'll mm-hmm. stay 100%. Like, that's a given in my eyes. If um, thing may get voted in, mm-hmm. um, got his name already. Um, yeah, Font, if Font comes Font, in, yeah. If Font gets voted in and Xavi comes in, Messi will stay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's that's probably yeah, that, that's a possible possible. And 
I just can't I can't see him leaving. He's, he tried to leave in summer mm-hmm. and he couldn't even get he couldn't even say no to his own kids. Yeah. They were crying their eyes out. I, I, the whole interview, he just gave an interview, was it a couple of weeks ago? And he was just like they were like, Are you gonna leave? And he's like, Hmm, we'll see. So he's he's not even he says he's not even gonna to talk to any clubs until after the season's finished. So he's waiting that he's waiting for Xavi to come in. And then, well, he's waiting to see what happens. Yeah. And then he's going to decide. But I, I, I honestly, I don't think I don't. I'd like to see him leave. Don't get me wrong. As much as I love Messi and I love Barcelona, mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see him play in another league. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to leave. I, I, I personally, the only places he could go and people could afford him is PSG. Is the only one. Uh, them and Man City are the only two that could really afford them. Man City, obviously, with the attraction, I think, of the likes of Pep being there. Obviously, um, people like, is it, is it, oh, I forgot how you say his name. You, you'll be able to correct me, Mike, on this. Is it Begistan? Begistan? Um, Cheeky Begistan, I forgot his name. But Begistan. What's his name? Sorry, I didn't cut it there. Begistan. Begistan. Right, okay, right, cool. That's fine. I think he's, obviously, they've got people there um, that, that know Messi. Um, so that's a possible destination. I think with Poch and Neymar as well, um, being at PSG, I think that's that's a possibility of happening. So th- there are a couple of clubs, I think. That's the only places I see Messi going, um, is them two clubs. Um, I can't see any other club really coming in from U- Juve. is the only other possibility. But even then, I think they're the only two um, that really stand out to me. Um, but again, I think, I just think Barcelona need to plan for the worst case scenario. Because if they do lose them, then they've got something in place that they can they can work off. So I think they need to be careful um, before the even if they bring in a president, they need to be have a plan right there and go mm-hmm. mess and go to Messi and say, "This is it. This is our final deal." And and that's that's this is our plan. Um, and you've got one without them, and you've got one with them. So I think they need to be careful that that they go to him with the right plan. Um, in my and this opinion. Is what they- this is what they did in 2008. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that, you know, Barca without Ronaldinho, eh? Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. No one would have thought that. Somebody, I think it was Laporta and Guardiola, they spoke to Messi and they said, look, we're going to build the team around you. And mm-hmm. if Messi does leave, there needs to be one of those players that they say, look, we're going to build this team around you. You're going to be our new number yeah. 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to really- well, I think they should be saying that to Fatty or, or Pedri. I think they're the other two that stand out to me as, as the young up-and-coming players. They're the two players that you go to and say, we're wanting to build a team around you two and we'll bring in the players to do so to to, to bring the best out of you. Um, because I think that's what happened with Messi. He, he had players around him. He had Xavi, he had the Iniesta around him uh, to build them on. So I think if you can get into them two guys' ears and then say, we've got Frankie, we'll bring in a DM, we'll bring in a right winger as long, uh, as well to, to support your team, uh, to support you as a, as a player. So I think they need to be looking at that and saying, that's our that's our plan B if Messi doesn't stay. Um, so I think that's that, that's a good way to to kind of wrap it up for, for, for Messi. I think, yeah, you've just got to go with a, a solid plan and a, B, a plan B if he doesn't sign a contract. And I think you've got to stick to your guns because... I think if you start saying to if if you start saying he wants more money or 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 something that he can't afford to do, I think you need to be strict with that and 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 be a sensible club and and a top European club that that you are. 
I just want to ask one thing before we finish on Messi. It's a <laughs> question to Mike, being a Barcelona fan. Does Messi run Barcelona or does Barcelona run Messi? Messi's said himself that he doesn't run the club, so I just have to go on what he says because he's often be, often had that in the press that, that often gets pushed at him. Mm-hmm. And he said, look, I don't run the club, so I just have to go with that, really. Yeah, 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 just have to be... Yeah, you have well, to be- um, I think Messi. I don't. I don't think Messi runs Barcelona, but I think he's a integral part um, at the moment and a, a major talking point. Yeah, I would. I'd like to just add that I think that the although he doesn't run the club, I don't believe, but I certainly think that the board, the board, or they will speak to him probably about. He has know, an some of the, Yeah, as like you know, where the team's going and who they're going to bring in and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think he's got a voice in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and he should do as as he should have a a bit of a voice, but I just think he's he's obviously the captain, but I think there's, there comes a point where, where you can't be forcing what's going to happen with the club's future because he's only going to be there even if he does sign a contract, how long is he going to re- realistically be at Barcelona for? Three, four years? Maybe. Maybe. So is it worth just saying, right, this is our plan and we're sticking to it? Because I think if you stick to it, it means then you, you then build for the future. And I think that's the best way Barcelona move go moving forward. I think so. As much as I think he, like, he'll stay, I think they should have sold him in the summer. He wanted out. And the amount of money that he's on and the, his contract and everything that's costing Barcelona so much money, you free up all that money and you can do things with it as much, like, for the sake of another few years. But it's such a difficult one because he's so loved by the club. He's a god, isn't he? Yeah. So. yeah, but that's the thing. The, the only problem there, Ron, is that they now can't sell him, really. I don't exactly. think they can, they can exactly. sell him for, for any money. I, I that was a mistake mm-hmm. in summer, to yeah. an extent. Well, that's what I said. I, I remember saying, I think I, I didn't really, I don't know if I said it on a podcast, but if you could have got 50, 60 million, I know that you'd want more. You'd want 200, 250. He is that price tag. Technically, he is that price tag. But a guy on a one year left on his deal at his age, and even though he's the best player, I think it was probably the best move to do in, in moving him on in the summer. And I think that would have been the best option financially for Barcelona. Yeah. Um, that would have been the best option. Moving on, though, and I think we'll, we'll cover this quickly. Players to bring in up front um, on the right wing. Is there any suggestions from you guys? Do you think there's a as a option on the right wing? Ronan, have you got any shouts? Like your shout earlier with Laporte, not mm-hmm. really getting game time at City. Mm-hmm. A player for me who I think it would be tempted, why not? Perfect, Perfectly suited for Barcelona. Why not just put a wee bid in for Bernardo Silva at Man City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he would suit Barcelona. They, they, If they want a right wing to replace Messi, mm-hmm. obviously they can't replace Messi. But if they want to fill in that role at right wing, why not? I think mm-hmm. he's a, he, he could be tempted, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a really good shoot there. I think, obviously, I, I forgot to mention, they've got Trincao and they could play Trincao on the right, which I, I should have mentioned, that he is a really good player. But I think they could do with some extra extra force in there. Um, if they were to lose Messi, um, I think if they could have 
say, say for example, Bernardo Silva, Griezmann, Fatty, I think that would be a really good front three with Trincao coming in there. Pedri obviously playing just behind, I think. Yeah, that would be a really good shout. I think that's a really good shout from you, Ronan. Mike, have you got any suggestions that you would like to see? Is there anyone that stands out? I'm not sure. It's it's a very kind of strange type suggestion I'll have here. I haven't actually seen enough of him over the last couple of years, but Brandt from Dortmund, I think right. you could get a decent amount of money mm-hmm. and see if we can push his career on because he's a kind of a player that's sort of stalled, isn't he, a wee bit at Dortmund? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, he's, uh, he's, he's a kind of cam slash left wing. Um, I don't know if... Yeah, I think he's a good player, but I don't know if he's at the standard Barcelona would be looking for personally. No. Um, I think Arsenal have been linked with him um, and I think he would suit someone like that because they need a number 10. That's the way they play. Um, I think that, yeah, it's it's maybe out there, but I think, yeah, it's 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 worth considering uh, a few options. I, I do like the Bernardo Silva shout um, yeah. a lot. Um, I think there's good players that I've, I've mentioned in the past. I've mentioned Lucas Campos from Sevilla. I think Lucas yeah. Campos is a really good player. Good stop gap he would be to, to have in there. Um, there's obviously the player that uh, Mikel Aryarsable, um, he's a left winger, um, but really doing really good things with Sociedad. I think he's a top player as well. Um, so there's some good options out there, but I, I really like this Silva shout. I don't think he's getting enough game time at Man City, and I think he'd be really up for the move if if you could yeah. try to deal with City. Um, so yeah, really good shout. But the only other player that potentially might go mm-hmm. when Messi leaves, whenever he does leave, um, who has admired his admiration for Barcelona mm. is Mohamed Salah, who I would hate to see leave Liverpool, but mm. he, I think he wants a move to Barca or Real Madrid, he said. He says mm. that's his dream, is to play for one of them. So mm-hmm. that might be another potential one in the future as well. Yeah, yeah. Mike, what would you say to that? Would you say you'd take Salah if you could get him? I'm kind of, I, I'm a bit 50-50 on Salah. I, he's certainly got ability. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's probably not the player that you'd be looking for. I would pick Salah over Mane personally, um, of the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for me, he's been mentioned already, and different position like centre forward, but Haaland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Haaland is, is, is um, a top striker. Yeah, yeah. He's a... If we got a player like him, mm-hmm. that's almost like when we bought Suarez. You know, it's that massive signing, and throughout the years, Barca have they've they've bought players in loads of positions for top money, but mm-hmm. forwards has usually been foreign players, mm-hmm. or like for the better ones that they've had, Romario, Rivaldo, Ronaldo, you know, they've always been not Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I think actually just getting a guy like Haaland, you know, I think he would be in the style of that type of signing. Yeah. 75 million sounds like a lot of money, but we're released close to 75 million. That is a bargain for someone like Erling Haaland. You're not going to get a better price than that for him. So, like, it's not just going to be Barcelona. Yeah. There's going to be 10 clubs in for Haaland. But whoever gets him, that is a bargain. Yeah. The one thing that concerns me if, if Haaland did go to Barcelona is that the style of play. Um, he does play in a 4-3-3 with Dortmund, but he does play as that. Barcelona are known for being the, the slight players that they've got the wingers coming inside. And... Haaland has got that with, with Sancho, but at the moment, I just think he likes being that, but he's obviously got that physical presence. Um, but yeah, if you can get him yeah. for 75 million, it's probably worth the shot and seeing if you can have him um, in and around the squad as well. But then I think you'd have to then move on Griezmann if you were to bring in Erlen Haaland. Yeah. I think that would have to be the case. 
Um, so yeah, so, some good shouts there, guys, for for attack. I really like the the Bernardo Silva shout. I think that's the that's the player they could do with now um, at the moment. Um, if Messi was to go, so I think that's a really good shout from the other Ronan. So we'll we'll, we'll finish up, um, guys. I think that was a really good podcast. So we'll we'll cover actually we'll cover quickly La Masia, um, before we do. I think La Masia needs to be used more. Um, I had a list of players that had left the club um, earlier. There was there was a heap of players that had left. I think there was fifty. I was looking for, through, but I've I've got I've got a couple here that should Barcelona have kept. We mentioned Alex Alex Grimaldo earlier, Thiago, but there's Adama Traore, for example, at Wolves doing so well now. I think that was too soon to move him on. Um, Mark Bartra, I think it was right to move him on, but he would have been a good player now. I think he's still a decent oh, player. Mm, yeah, he's he's a good player. Um, Obviously, got like to Delafeo. Um, obviously, his career's gone a bit, bit waywards at the moment. Oriel Romeo doing really well at Southampton. Um, Mauro Cardi as well, another player that was let go probably a wee bit too early. Carlos Perez as well at Roma had a chance and probably should have been given more of a chance. So there's yeah. there's some there's some players out there. Do you think that you need to utilise Lamazia more now than uh, Mike? Definitely. Um... I mentioned it before earlier about those midfielders that we've got, those youngsters, mm-hmm. need to get them more game time. But also not just that, need to be bringing through these uh, La Masia players because, you know, that's what the team's built on is guys that actually know what the club's like. They get they play the same type of football from every level up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would, yeah, we just need to do that because we've, we've wasted too much talent mm-hmm. and let them too much talent go. For next to nothing, and yeah. uh, if we are letting these players go, mm-hmm. then we need to be selling them on for better money so that then we can improve the squad. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think if you bring in a, a good manager though, and Javi will be up for that. I think he'll be willing to utilise uh, Lamazia more. So I'm excited to see if he can rebuild Lamazia into what it is because it's it's a great academy and it needs to be utilised. Um, and Barcelona. And, whoever comes in as the president needs to understand that and um, that being part of Barcelona and La Masia is a huge part of it and it needs to be utilised better than it has. Um, Ronan, would you would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, they need to, like, like but the, their academies are made, like, they just produce and produce and produce. Mm-hmm. So why aren't they looking in there? Especially at a time like this when the, they need players, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they... They've made there's too many mistakes in the past. Thiago's a main one, but mm-hmm. all those other players you mentioned, Jordan, they're all they're all great players. Probably all good enough at one point to play for Barcelona as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think they need they need to start. The only reason that I, they don't is maybe they're just thinking a dollar bills and they're just thinking this is a way to get money, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them des- deserve chances. The, yeah. the, some of them right now deserve a chance in that team. Yeah, but hopefully we can see Barcelona return to where they are because they, they deserve to be up there. They deserve to be back to the big club they are. And I think that hopefully they get their their steady the ship, um, work on the, the president or the president, whoever comes in, um, and then look for a manager, whether that be Xavi or whether that be someone else. I think they need to hopefully come back to be the very best because, yeah, they're Barcelona. What else can they do? 
anyway, that's a good way to wrap up today's podcast. Um, Mike, thank you for coming on. Um, we didn't hopefully didn't grill you too much about Barcelona, um, but no, it was it was good to have you on, and hopefully we can have you back on another podcast in the future. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's been nice to hear your guys' views, and uh, I love talking about my favourite club. So yeah, yeah, you got to well. No, it was hopefully you as a fan can see Barcelona back at the top because yeah, got got to hopefully see where they can finish, and hopefully we'll never see an eight-two from Bayern Munich again because yeah, that 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 should never happen. Ronan, again, thank you for coming on again and being part of the pod, um, and and obviously covering covering Barcelona with me and Mike. Um, so yeah, guys, don't forget to to check out our Instagram. Um, at the Emphatic Fanatics podcast. Don't forget to follow on there and also follow us on our podcast pages. We're now on both podbean.com and Spotify and as well iTunes. We've gone on to iTunes as well. So um, go and check us out on there. Um, and yeah, give us a follow um, and hopefully you'll be all up to date with the content we're, we're about to release. Um, so yeah, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you later. Bye for now. <laughs>